Everybody, welcome to Pretty Scary. Pretty Scary Boo. We tried this once this week and it did not work. <laughs> and I don't I don't know why. There is nothing that kills the zest of a podcast and having to re-record the same topic. It's hard to explain to people out there who don't do podcasting, but I don't know. It we have we have a top of the line mixer. Unless you're one of those assholes who treats podcasts like you're remastering a Led Zeppelin album. Like, we have pretty much the best mixer you can have. And yeah. I just I looked over at it last recording, and it said, hey, fuck you, dude. <laughs> we didn't get none of this. Well, and the other thing that was funny is, like, there was just chaos from the very beginning. Like, I feel like the whole universe was really transpiring to get in the way of that last episode. Because we had technical delays, and then Adam had window washers that were really distracting even for me because and i'm not even looking at them but i could see adam occasionally just they just showed up (laughs) which is kind of all right because i do need these windows cleaned and they do look great now great but also timing like check in with me it was just odd you know it was just a lot for for both of us to really psychically process to have these men dangling multiple stories off of the ground cleaning Adam's windows while we're trying to talk about something very serious like these monoliths so serious very serious serious it was just all over the place and then at one point I I think I was mid-sentence and I just I saw Adam's face via zoom and I knew exactly what had happened bad times yep but we're back here we are and we're still talking about creepy American monoliths. We're not yeah, just, we are. We're not just talking about the Utah one, but that'll be a big part of the discussion. Of course. That's what, that's what launched us in this direction. And uh, everything else we're talking about, not all of it is technically a monolith. No. But neither is the Utah monolith by the most technical terms because it's not made of stone. So. Okay. Plus there's more than one. So a monolith implies that there is one. There's just one, eight. right. But I think there are like eight now or something stupid like that. Yeah, this is a syncolith because there's five is, of them. Which is what everybody's, you know, it's a term everybody knows. It's what, yeah, it's what everyone's been calling them. I think this is actually a little weirder than people are giving it credit for, but not in the, like, I get it, I get it, I get it. Like I, I jokingly tweeted the other day, that I might be the only person in the country worried about these monoliths. And of course, some internet intellectual had to jump in and reply and say, oh, it's just a brand promoting something. Literal nothing burger. First of all, don't fucking say nothing burger to me. It's one of the stupidest phrases in the history of phrases. Just say nothing. Every time someone says nothing burger, I have to work to re-block the phrase in my head, just in case, because I never want to use it. It's so annoying. And also, hey, thanks. I haven't heard that take before. This is just a brand. Pro- I, I hadn't even thought about that. Thank you. Like, it, it reminds me when I used to write for Cracked. At one point, I wrote this column that had pictures of, like, suspected sex offenders in it, like police sketches. And one, cool. of, them, one of them looked like Michael Jackson. And at this point in history, there had been so many Michael Jackson molestation jokes. So I was like, I'm just going to go a different way with the joke here. And of course, there were people in the comments who were like, oh, you missed the obvious Michael Jackson joke. Yeah, that's why I'm writing the columns and you're commenting on them. Because you do the obvious shit. And I do the other shit. And I assure you, this is going to be the same thing. Thank you for your commentary on the internet. But I have thought about this being a brand promotion. And that's not really where I'm going with it. So no, no. And I, I also don't think that's what this is because it's okay. It's a pretty layman's jump in my opinion, to say that this is a marketing ploy for a product because there's really nothing to compare this to that has been that. No, like nothing. I can't think of anything that 
spanned geographically? I mean, maybe it's going to be something about global warming or something. I don't know. Maybe it's that. Maybe it's just like we had to get everybody's attention and now here's our political. I feel, okay, here's what I'm trying to say. I feel like the odds of this being a political statement are far higher than it being McDonald's or oh, 100%. Or, or Nike or whatever. Do you know? Yeah. So I, I don't understand leaping to, oh, it's a, it's for, it's for Reebok. It's like, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, it would be cool, but it will, well, well, first, if people don't even know what we're talking about, which I accept as possible. Uh, yeah, there are essential workers out there that are busy that aren't scrolling, doom scrolling all day. Uh, but that's like not most of us. Right. I would assume everybody who listens to our show knows what we're talking about. But Right. Basically, this team of researchers who were studying sheep in the Utah desert did not know sheep live in the desert, but that's neither here nor there. They were, they were studying sheep from the sky because this area right. w- where this thing was found is actually very hard to get to. And while they're, they're flying low looking at the sheep, uh, because that's how they identify their gender, because sheep have huge sea cucumbers, huge hogs, yeah, I, uh, male we, sheep, we, gigantic you, dicks. You can see them from a helicopter. Right. And right. that's actually a line from the article. <laughs> they had to fly low to figure out the gender. <laughs> And they see this weird metal object. It's got three sides and it's, it's like shiny, but sort of shiny. Sure. Like they, it's like, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's a big metal pillar. It is uh, just a big shiny metal thing in the middle of the desert. And they were like, what the fuck is this? (laughs) And here's the thing. Can you imagine if, like, your job was to just fly around looking for sheep dong, and then you find a huge, shiny, like, metal object in the middle of the desert? That would take some adjusting mentally. Yeah, it would freak me out. Yeah, because they know the terrain. They know it's not supposed to be there. I think the only people that got a real thrill out of this were these sheep dong hunters. Yeah, because everyone else is too cool to find this cool. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. of course that's cool. Like, even if it's brand promotion, do you don't realize what they had to do to get that thing out there? Yeah, and they're the only ones that realize how hard it is to get anything out there and how eerie it is that it's there in the first place. And also, it's they hadn't seen anyone else. They hadn't like seen... Like, they, had, they hadn't... There weren't car tracks. There's nothing. And they had presumably been to this part of the desert before. Yeah. And... They're, they're very professional sheep dung peakers you know (laughs) and the the thing they mention is that whoever put it there had to bring like cutting materials to cut into the stone because the ground there is stone and they cut into the stone and put this thing into the ground like they didn't do that by hand like they brought machinery which on the one hand does imply that there's some money behind this but it doesn't mean we know what money or whose money no and No, and also, it's not a little bit of money. No, like this wouldn't be a cheap thing. Like we couldn't do it. We'd have to Kickstarter it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think you're right. Should we? Should we put up monoliths? I have a better idea for a Kickstarter. And that is I'd like to fund three flat earthers to just walk in one direction. Caitlin, I got an email today from a flat earth expert who really wants to be on the show. And I really want to have him on and aggressively question his points. Well, you like I am not ab- going to absolutely should. I, I am, don't know why you would give anybody uh, any budging room in that department. Yeah, I'm not going to give him a platform to spread his message, but I will. Woo! I'm thinking see, about it. Is, we'll see. This is I, I jokingly tweeted this like a couple of weeks ago that I wish I could pay Adam to confront various people in my life about their weird ideas. And I don't know, Adam, it might be a show. <laughs> I, yeah, I would be, I would be fine with that. That would be I, lots of I fun. Think, I think it would be really great to have these armchair constitutional lawyers and vir- virologists. And uh, anyway, I, I, th- I feel like this is kismet because I really would love to, raise a bunch of money to just have them walk in one direction. 
and document it. Have you Isn't s- that the like wouldn't that solve it? No, no it wouldn't. Have you seen the documentary Beyond the Curve? No. It is no. a profile of a bunch of different flat earthers. And going in I was like, "Oh, this is bullshit. They're just going to like show these people and give them a platform." But no. They make them look as stupid as they are in this documentary. But what's troubling is at one point they spend something like $20,000 buying a gyroscope because they claim that when they get this really super precise gyroscope, it should, if their theory is correct, at some point, like the the tilt of the earth will be a little off or something. And they'll be like, that's what it's going to show. And then we will have proven it. And it doesn't show that. So then they're like, okay, here's the problem. We needed to put that gyroscope in a box coated in bismuth. And then we need to get that into the sky. And then that is actually going. And they try that and that doesn't fucking work. Okay, let let me come clean about this. I I don't want to solve this. I just would love to watch them walk away from me forever. That would be great. But watching their experiments fail is pretty fun, too. Yeah, I, I mean, that sounds satisfying on a on a animal my lizard brain level like I I could enjoy that but yeah I just I just want to go okay go that way and then they go they go that way that would be nice so anyway back to this fucking monolith the monolith it's the the most mysterious thing about it is who is funding it and not like it's a giant advertising corporation it's like but this is a lot of money like the more we go down this road, it's it's not it's hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not more than that, for sure. It's got to be because it for one thing, this isn't the only one now. There's five no. of them now. And they're always installed. They're not like boop, like placed. Some of these are legitimately reinforced. <laughs> yeah, they're attached uh, to the ground. Yeah. Yeah. And I know there is this New Mexico art firm that took credit for it. And that's the, that that's the other thing that's frustrating. People will take a debunking from any source, but like the, the thing that that person's debunking, like the people presenting the theory have to prevent, have to present all the evidence in the world. But this, I know people will say, well, that New Mexico art firm took credit for it. They're and not it's that like, big though. And they're, they're, not- they're an art collective that sells monoliths. So they have a vested interest in being like, yeah, that's us. But then if you go read interviews, they don't actually take credit for it. They're like, oh, that's really gotten out of control. I can't comment on it. Yeah, they're not. They, they, didn't, they didn't take credit for it. And, it's even, just- and even if they did, Utah and New Mexico are very close. Uh, Utah and Romania, that's, n- not so much. That's the one that creeps me out the most is the Romania one. Yeah, there's, there's one that... that Beyond the Utah one, there's one that's popped up in California near San Luis Obispo. One in the UK, I believe in Wales. Uh, one in the Netherlands and one in Romania, which everything that happens in Romania is creepy. Yeah. No, Romania is a spooky place. Even, Romania is really not good. Even more so now that it has a giant metal monolith just in the... If someone hasn't torn it down by now. If you, if you want to really be creeped out about... Romania, just do some research on Romanian orphanages and it will bum you out real fast. I can imagine. It's dark stuff. It's it's not a happy place, Romania. Yeah. And now let let's talk about why these do worry me a little bit. Like I let's don't do it. I don't think they present any threat to our physical safety. I don't These aren't aliens. Yeah. These are not it doesn't make sense. I I don't think it's proof of an impending alien invasion. But here's the thing. It is the kind of thing that could whip up really hardcore conservative Christian types, fundamentalist types, not just Christians, people like religious people all over the world could very easily be whipped into a frenzy over something like this. Whoever is doing this is a huge asshole. Yes. For doing this right now. Like truly, truly a shitty move right now. The last thing crazy people need is more crazy fuel for their crazy fires. And that's exactly what this is. And I think, you know, you and I talked about this, but it's like one the, the my first thought when I saw the article was, 
oh man, not now. Like, yeah, I, I just got a sinking dis. I'm disappointed in whoever did this. I'm disappointed in these people because they are adding to the noise of 2020 in an unnecessary way. And whatever cause, whatever reason they're doing this, I, I, I don't like them and I, I won't support them. They've lost me forever because of how inconsiderate this is. And if it, if it sounds to anyone like we're, we're being, I don't know, alarmist about this, think about QAnon and how many thousands of people across the United States and now across the world have been whipped up into this frenzy of believing Democrats are drinking children's blood. Tom Hanks. They think Tom Hanks drinks children's blood. Tom and, Hanks. And based on what? Nothing. Based on literally based nothing. on an account on one of the shadiest, most untrustworthy websites of ever all time. And it has yeah. inspired. There are people like if you go read the accounts of QAnon people now who were expecting Trump to win this election, there's people who are like, man, I gave up my family for this. Yeah. Like my wife and kids left me. Uh, Good. Isn't, isn't what we thought was going to happen. Isn't that going to happen? And it's like, no, probably not. No, no idiot. But it was a good test run to see just how much of a frenzy we can whip Republicans and fundamentalists up into. And this is just enough. Like, it's already happening. The, the, the other thing we haven't mentioned, the second of these monoliths that went up, the one in San Luis Obispo, <sighs> a bunch of MAGA QAnon chuds drove there and tore it down while chanting, Christ is king. Terrifying. And it is. And they said they were acting on direct orders of QAnon and President Trump. And they said their goal was to tell the alien overlords they are not welcome. Who who listening to this doesn't believe all of those QAnon people can be converted to this? Like if no one comes out and takes credit for these monoliths and they keep showing up, someone's going to exploit that shit in a really ugly way. That's That's what makes me really angry because... The last thing we need is more QAnon idiots with another thing to be upset about. Yeah. I, I just, I can't. I, the other thing is, can I also, let's, 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 this is what bothers me about QAnon. <laughs> like, okay, this is like, oh, oh, you, have this is a, you have issues with QAnon. Okay. I guess I'm a very, very moody, angry woman. <laughs> um, here's the thing. Let's take this one issue and follow it to its most logical conclusion. These idiots are going to take down a monolith that they believe that aliens have constructed as a blank spot. We don't know. But now they're filling it in with what exactly that they're announcing their arrival. I'm still not sure about that part. But if these are aliens that have the technology to place something undetected out of nowhere on the planet, why would they want our permission for anything? Also, Are they vampires? If we don't let them in, they can't come in? Yeah, also, I don't understand. Like what what gives you the confidence to believe you can foil this plot if it is and it, like if it's aliens, we're done. Like well, you can and take if you're down already all the call it, Yeah, if you're already calling them our overlords, we've lost the battle. Yeah. Those so, other four monoliths are probably people who tried to take down the first monolith and just got and, turned into other monoliths by the aliens. And where in the Bible are aliens? So how is it, I mean, how is it that as a person who believes in the Bible, if you believe that aliens put this thing in San Luis Obispo, which is a funny sentence anyway, how does that <laughs> not just completely undo your faith to begin with? Yeah, and see, that's the thing. That's how... These people are so stupid, and they've never actually read the Bible, and this is proof. This is proof. Well, yeah, but that's like... That's most people like no one, no one wants evidence like they don't, they just need to be told that something's happening and they're going to believe it. Like <sighs> That's how faith works. And people have faith in Donald Trump. People have faith in. No, I, I have faith. That's indoctrination. It's, it's totally different. Yeah, it's not, that's, that's it's, true. But they, it's a fine line between the two. And I don't know, like, I, 
I just hope someone comes out soon and is like, yeah, there's a fucking Christopher Nolan movie coming out. Don't worry about it. <laughs> like that's, I hope, I hope that is the actual thing that's happening. I hope that really lazy, oh, it's a brand promoting something. I hope that is, I hope that's what's happening. I hope these people, if at best, I will, I'll amend what I said earlier. If, if, if all they're trying to do is make these people look stupid, there is a part of me that does appreciate that effort, but not now read the room. Yeah. Save it for 2021. Save Save it it for never. Save it for when we have a vaccine, please. My God. (sighs) Oh my God. So yeah, I don't know. I just, the age we're living in this, like, People are so prone to misinformation and we've seen so many people get riled up in that way with no physical evidence or proof to go on at all. And now this is physical proof. Well, I'm going to say weak people are prone to misinformation. It's disturbing to me how many weak. Well, because I I just think like I'm sick of these people are are not good people. (laughs) Like they're, they're willing to assign away the hearts, souls, lives, and livelihoods of half of America, just so they can be right about their bullshit, completely insane theories. And they completely lack integrity and they gross me out. Right. Hashtag tax the church. Go on. Right. But sometimes, (sighs) sometimes those people end up running the country. I know. So it's, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to say about this. Like, it feels a little weird to me, and I hope it's not. I hope it's nothing, but I don't think it's signs of an impending alien invasion. I just think it's something someone could exploit to really radicalize already kind of fundamentalist religious types into, like, people in England, like, we like to think of Europe as so much smarter than us. No. People in England are burning down 5G towers because yeah. they've been told that those cause disease right. and that they're a weapon. And like, that could happen here. Like these monoliths go up. No one takes credit for them. Someone's going to exploit that. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Yep. Yep. Hey, if you want to be like me and make podcasts that everyone loves? Yeah, you do. But chances are... You don't want to spend a bunch of money doing it. No worries. A solution exists. Spotify's got a platform that lets you make podcasts super easy, then distribute those podcasts everywhere, and you can even earn money doing it. All in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Also, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. I'm speaking from experience when I say that all those additional features like video podcasts, Q&As, polls, Those are things you won't find for cheap elsewhere. But with Spotify for Podcasters, it's all totally free, no catch. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. Thanks. We love you. Anyway, should we talk about some less threatening American monoliths. Sure. Ones Let's that talk have, about ones that have al- already wiped out a civilization. <laughs> like the Hemet Maze Stone that just showed That's up a- and obviously killed everyone around it. Oh God. Hemet. Why Hemet? I love that at least there's something in an area where I can I can do my usual you ever been joke and someone might say yes. Because it's not far <laughs> from here. I've been to Hemet. I did a show in Hemet once. <laughs> did you? Was it at the Hemet Maze Stone? Uh, yeah. Are you yeah, the one who put that? the swastika on it? <laughs> we'll you know get, me. We'll get there. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, let's talk about some other American monoliths that are probably a little less threatening. The Hemet Maze Stone, this disappointing piece of shit. When you first see it on the internet, it looks like it's going to be one of those things that you can only see from the sky. But there's a reason it's called the Hemet Maze Stone, because this is just a thing carved into a side of a stone. Yeah, it's just a stone. <laughs> just a just a weird pattern carved into the side of a stupid rock 
that's too stubborn to die. And the rock's too stubborn to die. Here's a more specific quote. And there's there's some tap dancing happening here. See if you can catch it, everybody. I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is a figure made of interconnected rectilinear shapes that form uh-huh. a cyclic pattern of uh-huh. mazes inside a square or rectangle. What they're uh-huh. tap dancing around is that these are swastikas. That's a bunch of swastikas. It's definitely swastikas. But here's the thing. It's swastikas from when swastikas were still cool. In the 90s? <laughs> <laughs> well, a little before that, like pre-1940s. Oh, oh. Got it. Maybe got even it, earlier it, than it. that. It's not like got the it. Nazis launched in the 40s. No, no. But everyone knows there was a time when swastikas didn't mean Third Reich. I feel like people need to quit trying to make it happen again now. Let's not die on that hill, kids. Move on. Move it along. Just, like, draw something else. Call it the new swastika. Done. (laughs) The Gnostica. New Hampshire, New England, new swastika. (laughs) The Gnostica. Yeah. So... Yeah, it's 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 a bunch of it looks like a bunch of swastikas that form a maze. And speaking of that, if you do want to go see this thing, first of all, why? It's a rock in the middle of the desert. You can look at pictures, less threat of scorpions, like all kinds of advantages to just scorpions looking on the internet. Scorpions are a huge problem in heaven. I bet, I don't know. <laughs> Sounds like a scorpion kind of place. I bet the band Scorpions played there once. <laughs> And I don't want to see them either. Nope. That's also a threat. Huge threat. But also, if you want to go look at this thing, you're going to have to look at it from behind a fence that has barbed wire on top because back in like the 80s or 90s, it just says sometime in the 20th century, <laughs> some wiseacre carved a, a much more noticeable and prominent swastika down in the corner. <laughs> and when I first read that, my first thought was only one? <laughs> That only seems... happened once in yeah. this part of California? Wow. Well, they were all busy carving them on school desks for the most part. <laughs> True, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bathroom them... stalls and school desks are a little bit less labor intensive, plus less scorpions. Yeah, getting them tattooed on their chest. So anyway, archaeologists don't know how old this drawing is. They don't know who did it. Theories range from bru- Chinese Buddhist monks uh, who later went on to set up the Chinese town of Locke, probably, to shipwrecked sailors. To Hemet? Yeah, that's weird. That's weird. There's Because Hemet is very inland. I saw it on a map last night. It's like 40 miles from the ocean. That would be a gnarly shipwreck. Like what? How is that even a theory? <laughs> that makes literally no sense. It really doesn't, yeah. Hemet is nowhere near the ocean. It's so not near the ocean. I mean, it's, if you're if you're talking like Illinois versus Hemet, then yeah, Hemet's closer to the ocean. But still, it's not argue, close. I can't argue that. I can't argue that part. But there are places in Illinois that are closer to large bodies of water <laughs> than Hemet is to the ocean. 100%. <laughs> so, so yeah, probably not. You know what? We're just going to debunk that one. <laughs> I think we did it. We did that. We got All that. All right. I handled, we were able to debunk that by looking at a map of tomorrow's temperatures on NBC4 News. I didn't even have to look at a map. It's because (laughs) I did that one show in Hemet that I know exactly how far away from the ocean it is. My, the best story about that was my brother and his, his now wife were with me. Cause I was like, I have to drive all the way to Hemet to do a show. Will you please come with me? I don't want to go by myself. Cause Hemet is like meth country. Like there's just, there's no question. That's always the worst driving. I was way way out of town by yourself for a show it sucks especially in california because you never know where you're going no you never know where you're going and i was binging breaking bad and i was like nope i'm not doing this by (laughs) myself so so we go to the show the show goes fine it's fine you know i got laughs we're okay we're driving back and there's like nothing except like in the distance there's just clearly a house on fire (laughs) like (laughs) like there's just a house on fire in the hills and we just are driving and it's so far away that we're able to watch this for like a good 20, 30 minutes, like just this house, like on fire. And as we were passing it, we finally saw fire engines, like driving up the hill (laughs) to this thing. And uh, yeah, 
it, that's heaven. That's all I remember about heaven. So the idea of there they were probably all shit. hanging out at the maze stone and had to like make their way over. <laughs> oh man, we were just getting into this. Like, oh, I remember when I crawled off of my shipwrecked boat. <laughs> 40 miles I did. 40 miles on my hands and knees and found my promised land of Hemet, California, where I immediately, before drinking any water or eating any food, carved no less than 40 <laughs> swastikas into the side of a rock. Like what? Yeah, why? Like why? Why would they? Was it like a game? Like, hey, we drew a, we drew a maze. Well, you know, if I survived a shipwreck, I would want to memorialize it somehow. I just don't think I would go in the direction of swastikas in on a stone. What if there's just like dozens of them across California <laughs> that lead to the ocean, and they were just trying to mark their way back to the ocean? It's just like a we'll really go inland and find a boat. <laughs> you what? Why? <laughs> Bob's Boat World in Riverside. I <laughs> honestly, it's closer to the river <laughs> than in the ocean. Anyway, oh, <laughs> good stuff. The Hemet Maystone. Check it out today. I'm sure when it went up, someone was like, "No, it's just promotion for a movie." Come on, and not just like blind racism. <laughs> Blind racism in California, Caitlin, we're so liberal. Come on. Oh, yeah. Don't be that way. Everywhere in America is Kentucky, except for metropolitan areas. I've said what I've said. Oh, pretty much, yeah. Uh, Hey, let's stay in California. uh, Cool. Figuratively. Literally, let's get the fuck out of here. Uh, (laughs) Let's talk about the Blythe in Taglios. I should have looked that up first, but who's going to be offended if I pronounce it wrong? The Intaglio family. Yeah, the the lines come get me. These Where are the Intaglios? <laughs> oh, no. asshole! I mean, it could happen. A QAnon person killed a mob boss. Did you hear that story? <laughs> I, I I feel like I need to sidebar because it's like the most amazing story of 2020. What What's really weird about as you were saying that sentence, I was like, wow. I, I guess I was siding with the mob on this. <laughs> Well, he showed up at this mob boss's house and was like, hey, I think you're helping this pedophile ring. Want to come outside and talk about it? And the guy was like, sure. And the dude shot him in the chest. <laughs> like, you are a mob boss. Send send Frankie Fingers out to talk to him first. I am worried. I don't know if that, I hope that QAnon man has doesn't have kids or a wife. Was there not a single Polly Knuckles in the neighborhood who could have confronted him first? That's Polly's Where- job. It's to take bullets for you. Where's Johnny Dice? Snake Eyes. (laughs) Where are these guys? What's going on? That's a crazy story. It is. If the guy's a pedophile, I'm fine with him dying, by the way. No, it wasn't that. It wasn't that. Oh, damn. He was just, this dude was crazy. Uh, So anyway, another one, California. Blythe, California, to be specific. Ever been? Sure. Uh, Every day. Yeah, I go all the time. Yeah. Uh, Intaglio's or intaglios, whatever. Someone will correct sure. me. Uh, it's sort of how Natalie Imbruglia spells her name, so maybe. Uh, <laughs> that was a solid 2020 reference right there. Yeah, no, everyone thinks about her all the time. I mean, we got to appeal to the kids. Like, we have to get yeah. the younger demographic, and that's how you do it with let's, hot Let's get that references. younger demo. Although, I bet the kids know who she is, because that is like a very, very famous karaoke song. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's that's got that makes the rounds. That makes the rounds. So these things are also <laughs> the also I was building up to say this next word in my head. It's like it's like a wide receiver who has an open pass and just knows he's going to score a touchdown and starts yeah. thinking about that touchdown ahead of time. And then you drop the pass. Here we are. Here we go again. Also referred to as anthropomorphic geoglyphs which means gigantic human or animal figures drawn on the ground. So I do like intaglios better. Yeah, let's keep intaglios. We could even just call them ground drawings if we don't <laughs> want to be fucking assholes about it. <laughs> ground drawings is pretty great. <laughs> so these ground drawings, most famous example of these are the Nazca lines in Peru, which okay. I think people are familiar with. If you're not, uh, let me set the scene. There's this area of desert in Peru 
filthy with lines. Just tons of lines. Lots of lines. And if you're in the sky, you can see those lines from miles and miles and miles. And you're going to be like, what? Only aliens could have accomplished such a feat. And no one's going to answer you when you say, what? Because no one (laughs) knows. No, you'll just hear, (laughs) But there are more than 300 examples of them in the Southwest U.S. and Mexico. And now that's a proper use of more than. You don't say you, you don't say your book's been translated into more than 11 languages, <laughs> but I don't need to know if it's like 332. That's no, fine. More than 300. No. Once, will, that fits it, once, the bill. Yeah. Once we're moving past 100, just just give me. I assume it's between than. 300 and 350. Otherwise, you'd have said more than 350. Fine. Yeah. Perfect. And I, don't, I don't need an exact number. I'm already impressed. Yeah. 300 my, is a lot. My level of being impressed isn't going to change if you shift it up now. That if we go above 350, then then we're in the almost 400 category. Right. And now I'm impressed about that part. It, it's all it's all deadly. I'm just trying to gauge my emotional attachment. But if you're <laughs> saying something's been translated more than 11 times, I just assume you mean 12. It can only mean 12. Otherwise, it would be more than 12. But <laughs> we'll come back to that argument on future episodes, I'm sure. The argument that you and I have complete agreement on. Yes. But it's just so frustrating. <laughs> so these these lines, these ground drawings, are believed to have been made by the Mojave, which the way I, I, I typoed Mojave there. Yeah. So the M and the O are capitalized, which makes it seem like it's a sect of the Mojave tribe that it, thinks they're like even more Mojave than the rest of the Mojave. It just looks like Mojave. Mojave, more problems. Oh, I'm sure they, oh, I'm sure Mojave, they never Mojave. hear that. I'm sure they never I, hear that. And I'm sure every time they hear it, they go, yeah, actually. They're like, they're, yeah, you're a really great you, person. Are you familiar with the plight of native people in this country? Yes. Yeah. Or the well, Cajun well, Indians. That's probably not how you pronounce that. Probably not. But, mm. but we're wrong. So we're wrong. We're keep... wrong. We're ignorant Americans and we're sorry. Uh, they're believed we're Americans to... and we're sorry. That should be a bumper sticker. <laughs> we're Americans and we're sorry should be on a card that we can hand out when we go places. Honestly, that's my political affiliation now. Like, I'm an American and I'm sorry. Like Joaquin Phoenix in Joker handing yeah. out cards to explain his laughing disorder. <laughs> sorry, we say woo when you ask how we're doing. We're Americans. Read the card. We're Americans. I apologize. We, we'd like our steak tartare cooked, please. Ketchup on the side. So they're believed to be somewhere between 450 and 2,000 years old. So more than 450 years old. And they represent Mastamho, the creator of life. And because they're most easily viewed from the sky, these like ancient alien fucks. I know. Tend to lean on these things as, here's the thing. I really fell out of love with the ancient alien theory after I thought about it really hard. Yeah. And realized what it is. It's white people trying to take credit for everything that's ever happened in history. Correct. The white man invented time travel, went back in time, and told all these savages how to live. And fuck that. This, these lines... It's pretty bad. These it's, lines have nothing to do with aliens. Like, if you look into native cultures, there are so many origin stories, and they all deal with the stars in the sky. Like, the stars... All, literally all of them. Yeah. Very important to native cultures. Yeah. And so these drawings are probably just meant to like, it's Maps not, it's so, not something. the weirdest thing anyone's ever done in the name of their origin story. But also like, what if these people were just bored and dragged rocks for a while? Yeah. Cause honestly, the, I know it sounds overly simplistic, but it's like you've got all sorts of like in the East, there are all these Zen gardens, these, you know, that people, you know, uh, trace these, shapes in the sand as a way of staying present. I could see how that could be part of it. And that's fine. And the argument is always, well, you can only see them from the sky. So how did they see them when they were making them? And I don't know, go to the Wikipedia page for the Blythe Intaglios and you'll see like one person would just have to stand back and tell the person who is making the lines where to go. Cause you can see them on the ground. Like this picture is yeah, you from the ground flying. and you can clearly see it's the figure. It, it's like a human type figure. Also, if you've never seen anything from the sky, you're not wondering what things look like from the sky. Right. 
And like, like where- it's not going to occur to you to be like, but what does this look like? 500 feet in this you've never been up there and if you are doing this for gods that you think live above you you're doing it for them also not for you also uh look at the terrain where else were they gonna draw this stuff on top of their apartment complexes like this this, it's not like they had a a vast selection of canvases to work with or they had tv these people were bored (laughs) yeah like it doesn't matter you've never doodled yeah that's um, what this is imagine you're sitting around literally doing nothing but hoping food walks by and someone's <laughs> like hey what if we as a as a tribe uh, drew a picture of our god on the ground that'd be fun right and yeah it would if you're doing nothing i just i don't understand it it's like they look at cave drawings and nobody goes why did they do that yeah but with this they're like it must be because of aliens like what <laughs> they didn't have caves imagine imagine being one of the people who originally drew these and then you see cave drawings and you're like oh fuck oh man we could have just drawn the cave walls that would have been so much it would have been cooler we'd have been out of the sun we could have seen everything at one time oh Oh, well they got it together we gotta find a cave let's do what they did let's just copy them doesn't matter uh let's talk about the next weird monolith again not a monolith but it's just a, a weird structure Another weird thing that humans made for no reason this is the bighorn medicine wheel it's uh in Lovell, wyoming so apparently not effective against covid oh <laughs> oh hey because they're doing very bad handling they're covid in wyoming doing very bad they have 165 icu beds in the whole state that's not a lot nope I mean, at some point, those 250 people that live in Wyoming are going to need all of those. So uh, this thing is kind of neat. It, it, sure. looks, it looks like a big clock in the ground. It's made of local white limestone, not mm-hmm. imported limestone, laid upon a bedrock of slightly sloping limestone. 82 feet in diameter includes 28 spokes extending from the center to the rim. <laughs> And a series of seven stone circles, six near the rim, one in the center. It's anywhere from a few hundred to more than 3,000 years old. And in this case, by more than 3,000, they mean maybe 7,000. Okay, see, now I have issue with this. Yeah. That's a big gap. Yeah. That's... Now, you know what I'm saying? That's that's a lot of different people that could have made and, this thing. And I'm not sure why that is so in, why there's so much debate around that, because Apparently, there's archaeological evidence that shows Native Americans have been visiting that site for seven thousand years. So, isn't that uh, the answer? Isn't that the, isn't isn't that the answer? Uh, I think the question would be that. Well, okay, if you look at this thing, it depends on where they found the evidence. Because just because they found evidence of people physically being in that space for the last seven thousand years doesn't necessarily mean that they were there to look at this thing. Yeah, that's true. So, so I guess it is more than 3,000. <laughs> so let's just stick with more than 3,000. S- stick with 3,000. What I find really interesting is no indigenous tribes in the area have publicly claimed to have built it. It's in the homeland of the Crow people, and they say it was there when they arrived, which that, that part is pretty interesting. This is the most interesting thing in the whole collection here, in my opinion. Yeah, it's it's one of those things that... I, as a white person, if I was just out walking around and came upon it, I'd be like, oh, I'm not supposed to touch that, I bet. <laughs> it definitely looks like, it's very intense. It looks like an eye. It really does. It, it looks it looks like an, an eye. Um, I used, and I, I wouldn't go anywhere near any of those rocks if I used you paid to, me a million dollars. I used to live in South Dakota, and that is, there's a lot of uh, reservation area and whatnot up there and I was uh on a date with this girl and we decided to drive to Pipestone Minnesota which Pipestone for one thing it's exactly what it sounds like it's an area where there is a bunch of stone that uh, native cultures have used to make pipes in perfect previous years and it's it's like a historical site but also people sometimes live on that land because if you're a native person, you're fucking allowed to, even if there's a gift shop out front, like you still get yeah. to live there if you want. 
And we were walking through this and the girl with me was uh, native, was native American. And we're walking through this thing. And at one point I look up and there's this like little walking path and it goes up to these two rocks that kind of look like a door area. And it's got all this elaborate stuff like tied kind of blocking that entrance. And I was like, what is that? And she goes, someone lives there. You don't get to go up there. It's like, oh my God, that's so gnarly. And then she, she did this dedication thing. Like I happened to have loose leaf tobacco with me, which who the fuck ever has that? Like she asked if I had some and I was like, yeah, actually. And she was like, what? And she did this like dedication thing with it. It was cool with bugle, with bugler rolling tobacco. Why the hell did you have that? Cause I was rolling my own cigarettes like a champ at the time. Oh God, Adam. <laughs> I was broke. That's, it's that's cheap. dark. That's so dark. <laughs> Anyway, let's talk about Great Serpent Mound in Hillsboro, Ohio. We have to. We must. But Caitlin. Yep. You ready for this? I'm ready. More like Hissboro, Ohio. (laughs) 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 Because, because, because it's a snake. It's a giant snake, Caitlin. That's why they call it Serpent Mound. It's a well, big ass this snake. Is why, this is why we do shows. This is why we podcast together. Because you, my friend, are a comedic genius. I do. I, I've been workshopping that. Since I can tell. I, if, the, if the first version of this recording had worked, I don't know if I'd have even built up to that joke. But We had time. We had with time. All, that, that prompted me to look at the mixer again and make sure it's still running. It is. <laughs> thank, thank you for checking. <laughs> So this is the world's largest surviving effigy mound, and I think you all know what that Natu- means. Naturally, we all know what that is, so that you can means, just go ahead and sk- skip past that but part. But for anyone, like any novice out there, it means it's a mound in the shape of an animal. Sure. Located in historic southern uh-huh. Ohio. Yep. Old as fuck. This thing, some estimates place the construction as far back as 300 B.C. It looks like a ringworm. Yeah, it kind of looks, I ha, I had this other real clever section in the notes where I said, am I the only one who thinks it kind of looks like a dick? Probably not, because it's a snake. So, it doesn't really look like a dick. I mean, not, looks... not a normal one, but if you had like a snake for a dick. <laughs> if you had like a really diseased dick, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> like a really, if if Dr. Seuss drew your dick, then yes, that's what it, that's what yeah. it looks like. Why didn't that mob boss call Snake Dick Charlie to come deal with that QAnon guy? <laughs> Everyone knows that guy has nothing to live for. So this thing stretches Uh, a quarter of a mile, ranges from four to five feet in height and 20 to 25 feet in width. So it's just, it's what it sounds like. It's a big old snake just kind of shaped into the side of a hill. I will say the thing that does it a vast disservice is the way that this park has clearly drawn, like created a concrete path around this snake that definitely wasn't there when this thing got built, I don't think. How crazy would it be if it was, though? Yeah, it's a little too manicured (laughs) for that. It looks like a golf cart path, frankly, around this thing. And it it does not... It... doesn't it doesn't outline this thing in a flattering way does that make sense it just it doesn't it really it adds to adam's uh dick theory especially towards the tip so to speak (laughs) well there's Uh, a lot of there's a lot of controversy about the tip because some always is some people think (laughs) (laughs) some people think it's a big eye up there and other people think it's the snake swallowing an egg and uh I have no, I, I choose to stay out of it, the, that discussion. Oh, well, I mean, you know, it's a little spineless of you, but I understand. I have, it's a, it's a, it's a debate that you don't want to even go. I get it. I get it. I totally get it. With I the holidays it. coming up. I don't want. No, no. Family. Your, yeah. Your, your family. Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm with you. Uh, this thing's located on a high plateau overlooking Ohio Brush Creek in Adams County, Ohio, obviously about 73 miles east of the home of Jerry Springer, Cincinnati, Ohio. Sidebar, Skyline Chili sucks. <laughs> what, why? What's, is that the one with the chocolate in it? Yes, it's disgusting. It's, it's, it's really gross. If you're ever headed to Cincinnati, people are going to be like, <laughs> Skyline Chili. No, it's, it's horrifying. You'd it's be, so gross. You'd yeah, be I've better off it. dumping a can of Hormel on some spaghetti pasta. 
and throwing down that way. Like it's. And let me be really clear. I like, I like a good mole and that's got chocolate in it. Right. Right. Give, give me a good mole. But the, the chili with the chocolate is just, you've, you've messed up something. And I that put, didn't need, when I make didn't. chili, I put cinnamon in it and that's normal. Yeah. Totally normal. But chocolate. Nope. Sorry. No. Wasn't, <laughs> wasn't that like spicy chocolate? Like you're so sick. Yes. <laughs> I was just watching an episode of Sugar Rush and someone made a confection that had like jalapeno jelly in it. And I was like, don't do it. Don't you do it. <laughs> if you do it, you'll be recording an episode of a podcast. You'll throw up live. Oh my God. Such bad times. Hopefully I wonder I- what, I wonder what the third time you throw up is going to be like, because I feel like we're going to, we're, we're at two. We have to get to three. I'll try to do it again at Christmas. Like that's coming up. <laughs> I'll figure it so, out. I don't think Carrie and I have ever laughed so hard at anything <laughs> in our lives. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah it was fun for me too. It was great. <laughs> it's still funny. Anyway, I do want to say that it does look like the snake is eating an egg. Yeah, kind of. It looks. I think I think what throws you off is the park way that they've built around this thing. If you look at it, it looks like it's supposed to be part of the the animal but it's not. And once you kind of subtract that in your mind, it's very clear that this snake is clearly eating something. Right. So there you go. That's my thought. Should we talk about Mystery Hill? I want to very badly. Mystery Hill is in Salem, Massachusetts. So automatically creepy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Not the most normal place in the world. And this one is actually pretty interesting because no one is sure who built it or what fall. Sisters, brothers, (laughs) <laughs> Who built Mystery Hill and what for? <laughs> Why? That's a Altamont reference, everybody. Go listen to yep. our episode about Altamont. I like this one because yep. it is, it's got some nice witchy vibes to it. It's definitely a witch thing. There's no question in my mind. If you look at it, looks like witch shit. Yeah, it's, it's sometimes called the American Stonehenge. And when I was first flipping through the pictures, I was like, man, that, that looks like a, like a sacrifice table. And yep. then I flip through a few more pictures and there's a sign on the grounds that says this way to sacrifice table, which I think <laughs> that was put up later. I don't think they had aluminum sign technology when this thing was built. Yeah. It's really funny to see like the civic effort around these old things in America. Cause it's always so janky and stupid looking. And, and this, it, the, and the, if if you get a chance to to go to the notes and go to the website that Adam is referring to, the arrow that they've drawn to describe where the sacrificial table is is not the way an arrow should be drawn for anything. <laughs> Definitely not. I don't know another way to say it. It starts going in the wrong direction, and then U turns you back in the other direction, and then the words are back to the sacrifice table. Like the sign literally says to the sacrifice table, but the arrow is pointing at the word the. <laughs> it's very strange. Well, it's, it's, li- it's, it's, uh, if there was ever proof that any of these things were connected to aliens, it's this sign. Like it looks like an alien <laughs> was like, how do humans make signs? Like, yeah, that's about right. Looks good enough. And the, the, the type, the sizes are different. Like to the is really big. And then sacrifice table is slightly smaller. I mean, I kind of understand that. <laughs> sacrifice table in my opinion is the more interesting thing it's definitely the lead but you also you don't want to be too excited about it like at least there's not like an exclamation point after it that would be i just i i opened up the link and stared at the sign for five minutes it is a graphic nightmare like it uh, it's really bad what this is a fun example of is one of my favorite things that happens in the united states is it's a an example of a local area taking a whole lot of civic pride in something that almost certainly killed lots and lots of people. Like there's a sacrifice table there. So people were, you don't put up a sacrifice table and not use it. No. And and you've never, nobody uses a sacrifice table once. In fact, they probably built the table because they're like, we should probably build a space for our sacrifices since we do it so often. Right. Like dinner, like this is the dinner table because we eat dinner every day. This is the sacrifice table because we sacrifice people fairly frequently here in this community. And you don't want to mix the two. The health department will shut you down. Well, yeah, 
You don't want to confuse. I don't know how organized this health department is, though. If the <laughs> the signs look this way, I. The my other favorite example of that is the is Point Pleasant, West Virginia, that has a Mothman festival every year. It's like, Which oh, really? Gonna... For the thing that you claim killed dozens of town folk on a bridge. Whoops. Let's celebrate. Yep. Good times. Also, the sign advertising the gift shop at the end of the slideshow really took me out of it from a mystery yeah. standpoint. Except now I really want to know what's in that gift shop. I'm dying to know what they Do you think they sell little sacrifice tables? <laughs> if so, like, someone please go there and buy us a couple and mail them to us. Like little cell phone holders with their <laughs> sacrifice tables? <laughs> I would fuck with that so hard. Oh my God. Yeah. Like if it was a charging station, but it was a little sacrifice. <laughs> That's brilliant, but they don't oh, sell online. Man. So how would we, how would we ever know? One day when you and I have the energy to build a proper merch uh, situation, well, that'll be the, the next thing we do is we'll build <laughs> a sacrifice table for your charging station. I'm into that, but yeah, it's hard to explain what this thing looks like. Like Stonehenge, they called America Stonehenge. That's kind of accurate, but I don't think people lived inside Stonehenge. It's this looks like a living more, structure. It, it's way more ramshackle looking than Stonehenge, first of all. It doesn't look as old by any means. No. Uh, because the stones are stacked in such a way where it's like, this This has not lasted a millennia. like this. <laughs> Right. But it's also the kind of thing where if I was walking in the woods and I came upon it, I'd be like, oh, I found the Blair Witch. Great. I say this is the scene that the Blair Witch Project is missing. Yeah, yeah. Like, this is what you the whole time you're watching the Blair Witch Project, you're like, I hope we get to that part. Well, here it is. This is the part. Yeah, it's it's a creepy thing. So uh, go visit it sometime if you want. I don't ever want to be in the woods at night. If there's ever ghosts in the woods, I'm not hunting those ghosts. They can stay there. <laughs> if they want to come inside, oh. we can talk. Woods ghosts are very scary. Those yeah, are the scariest ones. Because the woods are scary. Though I don't ever go there. Yeah, I'm not, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not built for the woods. I wouldn't hunt ghosts in the woods. I wouldn't hunt ghosts in the ocean. Oh, God, no. Like, if the ocean's no. haunted, it can stay haunted. And it's obviously haunted. There's so the, many dead bodies in that The ocean is totally haunted. That, like, ima- oh, imagine being a water ghost. Oh my God. That's so stressful to think about. I mean, and we don't even, I feel like we need to do a pretty scary episode of all the things that we don't know about the ocean. Yes. The ocean, like that's, that's the outer space of earth. It is absolutely the outer space of earth. And it's, it's mind blowing to me that we spend so much time trying to get out of this planet and not try to figure out what the hell is on it. Yeah. Like we could be all living underwater. It's so scary to think about it that way. Like the, the Mariana Trench, uh-uh. That's, there's sea monsters down there, for well, sure. There's that thing, I think it's off the coast of Santa Barbara, like somewhere here in California. And it is very obviously like an underwater structure. And people are like, it could have just formed naturally. Shut the fuck up. No, it didn't. Look it's at that so thing. Scar- Look it's at that so thing. It's so scary. It is an alien base in Santa Barbara, California. In the water. In the water, which you win, aliens. Oh, I'm not fighting that. Yeah. Uh-uh. If aliens nope. are already here, but they're underwater, fine. That's as good as being in space. That's, we're not going to mess with them. We're yeah. not going anywhere near there. Works for me. That oh, is man. the shark's problem now. It anyway. shark's problem now. Anyway, this thing is, is fun to look at. It's got a little bit of a Narnia vibe, probably, again, because of the sacrifice table. And uh, it's very Blair Witchy. (laughs) My favorite is like, if you go on this site, there's like a slideshow and there's clearly like a very mysterious staircase that everybody wants to go down. And the picture of it, once the person is inside is like of leaves. Right. And I guess, I guess it's a chair. I guess that's a rock chair. See, this is also (sighs) the kind of thing that if I walked up on it in the middle of the woods, not touching that, uh, I would also be like, oh, there's going to be an animal in there. I'm not. <laughs> there's so many things. There's everything about this is a big no. Yeah. To me. I'm no, not, not I'm trying not to, messing with this spot here. Not trying no. to get dragged to the sacrifice table by a uh-uh. angry badger. No, I've seen too many movies to go near this thing. That's basically where, where we're at here. So we're, we're going to, I'm excited about this next part here 
we're doing like we're gonna do a quick version of i think one of the more interesting places new it's new too it's not it's not old it's an airport yeah we're we're on our bone con episode last last week what I mean, technically that's true. We did have a bonus episode last week. But anyway, on our Bone Con episode next week, we're talking about two more. It's hard to call it. They're definitely not monoliths. They're definitely, one of them sort of is. It's like a series of monoliths, which. Yeah. But the other one, it's more just like a monument to conspiracy theories. And that is the Denver Airport. We're going to talk about the Denver Airport and we're going to talk about the Georgia Guidestones. Because they are both, in my opinion, like monuments to the apocalypse. And for that yeah. reason, they are they are very creepy. They're the creepiest of all. Yeah. And I think pe- most people know about the Denver airport now because they've really, like the airport itself has really leaned in to the conspiracy theory stuff where, and, and I'm like, <laughs> I still think you're probably doing something evil, but yeah. fun. There's no question. But uh, the Georgia Guidestones. Those are a little more obscure. Those are actually creepy. Those are terrifying. Yeah. And so we're going to dig into those for a bonus episode next week. And until then. Until then. Do we have anything to plug? No. Yeah. (laughs) Not me. I'm not leaving my house. So. Yeah. I don't, I don't really have anything going on. Follow me on Twitter at Bossy Matilda. Follow our uh, podcast tw- uh, Twitter account at Pretty Scary Boo. And you can find me also on the gram at Caitlin Rose Cut. I am Adam Todd Brown on Twitter and the gram. Uh, don't follow me on Facebook. I haven't looked at Facebook in like 15 years. Yeah, we probably shouldn't. All right, let's get out of here. Caitlin, say goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. We love you. Oh, my God.